When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, you guys. Welcome to the Inner Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Carolina, and I hope that you are having a truly beautiful day. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. And if you're listening for the first time, hi, welcome to the podcast, fam. So happy you are tuning in, and I hope today's episode leaves you feeling refreshed and with some food for thought and just empowered in your own inner growth journey. And on today's episode, on today's solo, we're going to talk about reacting versus responding. This is something I think a lot of people struggle with. You know, when you react so quickly and you blurt things out and you get frustrated with yourself because you reacted and you fall to this whole loop of self-judgment and more and more people I think are realizing that they do this and then they want to work through it and they want to figure out how to stop overreacting or reacting too quickly and start responding from a more grounded place. So that's exactly what we're going to talk about on today's episode. It's going to be super amazing. I'm really excited because this is a topic that I actually feel really passionate about and it's also something that has been a big part of my own inner growth journey as a very fiery person. So I'm excited to dive in. Let's get into it. I'll see you guys on the other side and let's get growing. So to start today's solo episode off, I wanted to read a quote that I found on Pinterest about this topic. So here's how the quote goes. When you react to something someone says or does, you may have a problem with boundaries. If someone is able to cause havoc by doing or saying something, she's in control of you at that point and your boundaries are lost. When you respond, you remain in control with options and choices. If you feel yourself reacting, step away and regain control of yourself. So family members can't force you to do or say something you do not want to say and something that violates your separateness. When you have kept your boundaries, choose the best option. The difference between responding and reacting is choice. When you are reacting, they are in control. When you respond, you are. Now, this is a quote from the book Boundaries. It was written by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. Townsend. And in this particular quote, they refer to family members, but I think this can apply to significant others, to friends, to coworkers, to really anyone in your life. When you are in a conversation with someone and they say or do something that triggers an overreaction in you, you give your power away and you give them control over yourself because you're not giving them a reply that is coming from a place of centeredness in what you actually want to say. It's almost like you don't have control and you just 
kind of give them an answer too quickly. And I have definitely struggled with reacting in my life. And I think because I'm someone who's very fiery, I'm someone who has a lot of opinions, sometimes I'll just say things really fast. And then in retrospect, I'm like, I could have said that better. Or maybe I said something that I didn't mean 100% because I was too quick to say something. Now I made a little list of kind of a compare and contrast between reacting and responding, which was inspired by a Pinterest post that I saw. I'm just going to go over what goes under reacting and what goes under responding. So when we react to something, usually that's immediate, right? It's really quick. We just blurt something out and it's usually emotional. It's usually coming from your emotions and from how that situation made you feel. And sometimes emotions can feel very overwhelming, especially if you're a little bit like me and tends to be very sensitive. When our emotions run high and we speak really fast, usually we are reacting, we are not responding. Reactions also have kind of a short-term outlook. You're just kind of like narrowed in and zoomed into the situation that you are in right now. And you're not considering how what you're about to say or how this situation itself kind of ties into the overall course of your life, the overall relationship, the overall situation. And we usually kind of like overemphasize how intense this certain situation is in our brain and that causes us to blur something out or to be too quick to answer or to react. Also, when we react, it leads to premature conclusions. We're making assumptions about what that person is saying or we think that we know what they're about to say and we just jump to conclusions too quickly instead of taking a step back and being like, hmm, maybe this could mean this, but it could also mean X, Y, Z and all these other options. Also, I think the hardest part about reacting is that it results in poor communication. And I think this for me is like the hardest part about it because usually the other person isn't going to hear you in the best way. They're also not going to understand you in the best way and probably the way you want them to understand you. And also, as a result, that can escalate conflict and can make the conversation more challenging, the relationship more challenging, the situation more challenging versus making it more peaceful and making it easier to solve. It can lead to both people, both yourself and the person on the receiving end, getting defensive, getting reactive. So usually like when we overreact or we raise our voice or we blurt something out or we make a comment too quickly, the other person isn't going to be able to understand you as well as if you are responding and coming from a more grounded place and are in control of your words. Now, what's the difference? What is responding? How does that differ from reacting? So when we respond, that means that we're really thinking through what we want to say. And it's a well thought out response and reply. Usually to be able to respond, we're taking what we heard or what we saw or what we experienced and we're putting it in context with what's going on around us. And we're taking a little bit of a step back to zoom out and be like, okay, here's what's going on. This person said this and it made me feel that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And when we are able to do that, right? When we take a step back and we analyze the situation and we kind of come up with a thought out response that results in understanding and that results in compromise. The person on the receiving end is able to better understand you and what you're trying to say and where you're coming from and how the situation is making you feel, etc. And that can make the conflict kind of dissipate. It can kind of make it more amicable and you're on that person's side and also on your own side, right? You're in control and you're able to contribute to peace and contribute to a more kind of like peaceful resolution to the situation. Last but not least, it shows that you have really thought this through, right? It presents knowledge. It presents that you really considered what's going on and took time to think, etc. Now, here's a couple of things that I wanted to note. 
The first thing is that usually it is most frequent or most common for us to overreact when we're either with our significant other or with our parents or our siblings or our family members. And if this happens to you, if you feel like you lose control or you say things you don't mean or you overreact when you are with these people, you're not alone. This happens to a lot of us. And learning to grow from this and taking the time to switch this pattern around also takes a little bit of time. And so be really kind to yourself if you are trying to work on this and you feel like you're not being perfect at it. Because even for myself, like as I have worked through my tendency to overreact, I have slipped up many times and usually I can be very self-critical and I can beat myself up about it. Like, will I ever be able to be 100% peaceful and never overreact? And it's not about perfection. It's about taking steps towards improving in this pattern. And that's what I keep reminding myself that I have come a really long way over the years and I'm a lot better, but it doesn't mean that I have arrived at the finish line and I still have things to learn and grow from this pattern. And I can continue showing up and improving over and over and over with each opportunity that I have to show up as a more calm, grounded version of myself in these situations. Now, the second point I wanted to make is if you're someone who struggles a little bit with perfectionism, this can be extra hard because when we think that we have to be perfect, a lot of the times we think that other people expect an immediate answer from us. And so if someone comes to you and invites you to something or kind of proposes an opportunity, you think you have to give them an immediate answer. Or someone says something to you that is like maybe a feedback or maybe something that's not so great or it's an area of improvement for you because you are in this perfectionist mindset where you think you have to appease everyone and everyone has to see you as someone who has their shit together all the time. Then if you feel like their perception of you as a quote unquote perfect person or put together person is at risk, then you're going to get really like reactive because you want to protect that identity of you of like, I have my shit together. And then the last thing too, is that when you are reacting, a lot of the times it's because your nervous system is just out of whack. And so as I've started to work on this pattern, something I tell myself, like a mantra that I like reminding myself of is I choose peace over conflict or I choose peace over being right. And just remembering that when you choose to respond, you're also choosing peace. You're choosing to not overwhelm your nervous system. And I've been really trying to work on my nervous system regulation and reducing my cortisol levels and reducing my stress. And as I've done this, I have realized something really big about myself, which is that I just get cortisol peaks and like struggle with my stress because of the perceived stress in my life like how much I think something is stressful and also from like my emotional stress and falling to these patterns of like reacting too much and then like putting my system on alert being like I have to fight or flee right now I either have to like be heard and be right and like fight this person and like get this person to see my point or I'm just gonna like leave the situation no one will understand me and I might as well like not even be here which is kind of like that flight right in the fight or flight response so as you start to regulate your nervous system and like meditate more or just like take two to three minutes after your workout to like actually cool down as you do these little things over time you will naturally help this pattern but it's not only about that right it also has to be a conscious effort did you know that one in five americans have learned a new language on their bucket list if that's you it's time to make 2024 the year that you finally check it off the list using Babbel. 
When it comes to learning new languages, something about me that a lot of people actually don't know is that I'm fluent in three different languages because I grew up in Brazil. I speak Portuguese fluently and then I also am fluent in English and in Spanish, but I also am currently learning how to speak Italian because I started learning it in college for my study abroad program in Milan, but then my program ended up being canceled, so I never really got the chance to fully learn Italian, which is why Babbel has been coming in so handy for me. It's a science-backed language learning app that was designed by real people for real conversations conversations and Babbel's tips and tools are super approachable. They're rooted in real life situations and they are delivered in the app through conversational based teaching. So I've been using Babbel to learn how to order food, ask for directions and speak to merchants so that next time I go to Italy, I can practice my Italian and also speak confidently. So if you're also in a journey to learn a new language, I have a special limited time deal for our inner growth listeners. Right now, you can get up to 60% off a Babbel subscription and this is only for our listeners at babble.com slash growth. Get up to 60% off at babble.com slash growth spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash growth. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ciao! I recently listened to a really great podcast. I think it's called the Love, Success, and Happiness Podcast. And it's by this relationship therapist. And the episode was about like emotional reactivity and how that can affect your relationships and how you can improve from it. And something she said in that episode that really resonated with me was the fact that emotional reactivity, what it boils down to is emotional intelligence. So what is emotional intelligence? When we are emotionally intelligent, we are able to understand the emotions within ourselves. So we're able to say, hmm, I am feeling anxious right now. Or, hmm, that person said X, Y, Z, and I am not feeling like myself right now. Like I'm feeling a little bit angry or I'm feeling a little bit sad or I'm feeling a little bit frustrated. Like noticing that emotion within yourself when it comes up and then being smart about it, right? Emotional intelligence. You're being smart about it. You're like, hmm. Usually when I'm angry or usually when I feel judged, usually when I feel unheard, I blurt something out or I react or I speak in a not so kind way to other people. I know this about myself. And so because I'm being smart about it and I don't want to let my emotions control me and I want to be in control of them, I'm going to take a step back. And I'm going to figure out what is the optimal way for me to deal with this emotion. And so in being emotionally intelligent, you're able to understand your emotions, understand how you usually act when you experience certain emotions, and then take action to prevent a reaction within you that's not aligned. So maybe you, when you're feeling angry or when you're feeling frustrated or unheard or anxious, you need to actually just remove yourself from the room and like take some deep breaths or you need to go and journal or you need to go and like actually do a meditation or you just need like 24 hours to like process how this is making you feel and then you can kind of come up with the right answer but usually in those situations if you say something you're probably not going to say the right thing and sometimes we need a little bit of time to really process how something or someone or some situation made us feel and you might not have the answer right away you might not know right away how you want to respond and what you want to say and so 
responding can also look like taking a step back and asking for a little bit of space or asking for a little bit of time. And you can ask for that from a kind place. You can practice deeper breathing while you're noticing this within yourself and then just be like, if I say something right now, it's not going to come out right. So let me just think about this. Or I feel a little bit overwhelmed right now. Like I need a little bit of time just to process what's going on. And then I can give you an answer. Just figure out how you can communicate in a loving way that will express your need for like time to process and then you can you know approach a new conversation from another place that is grounded in a well thought out approach that is grounded in analyzing and evaluating the situation and then you can express what you think and again this is really freaking hard and I know it is because I have struggled with this and this has been a huge source of inner growth for me once I realized that it came down to emotional intelligence it was like a game changer I was like wow I'm just not being smart about this I'm just not being smart about my emotions and the next step for emotional intelligence is once you're able to master this, once you're able to understand how you feel and what you need when you feel certain things and then be able to react instead of respond, you're also going to start being kinder to yourself. And in doing that, you're also going to be able to understand other people's emotions a little bit better. And I think for me, usually when I react, it either comes out of feeling like that person isn't actually hearing me, like maybe they're interrupting me a lot or they're trying to prove their point and they're not open to hearing mine, or I feel like they're judging me. And when I think that someone else is judging me, that is the worst. That is when I really get like very overreactive and I take things personally, right? If someone makes a comment and I take it completely personally and I think it changes how they see me and it changes the quality of my character and it makes me less admirable and it makes me less of a good person or it makes me flawed, that's when I get really defensive and really overreactive. And so I've learned that about myself. And maybe you just have to take a little bit of a moment to realize like, what about you? What causes you to overreact? What are patterns that come up where you do react? And what could that mean about you or what you have to learn about yourself? And how do you best process those things? Like, usually do you find yourself thinking about the situation like afterwards and being like, damn, I wish I had said X, Y, Z. Or do you usually get mad at yourself because you said things you didn't mean or because of your tone of voice or all of the above? Like, what does it mean to you and how does reactivity make you feel? And what are the triggers for you specifically? And then once you identify those triggers, you're able to start being more emotionally intelligent and more self-aware in those situations when you do feel this escalated like fight or flight response inside of you and this need to be heard and this need to blurt out an answer. And you're able to notice that like you're trying to give someone an answer right away. You're being really emotional. And over time, it gets better. And we're all growing through it. It's something that a lot of people struggle with. And I think most of us struggle with this, again, within our families and within our relationships. And these are the people that are probably the most important to us. And so learning to work through this and improve through this is really important. And it's something that you'll continuously do as long as you're being conscious and intentional. So... That's everything I wanted to say on today's episode. I feel like we kind of covered all the bases from like, what is emotional reactivity? What's the difference between reacting and responding? And then how can you take steps to transform from this and grow from this and over time be more responsive instead of reactive? So if this helped you, definitely let me know. There's always a Q&A box on Spotify if you guys want to let me know what you thought about the episode. You can also DM me at the Carolina Lifestyle or leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube. And also, if you think this would help a friend or someone you know, send it to them. That's a great way to support the podcast, to spread the word about inner growth. And also, something I actually haven't plugged into the podcast, I don't think ever, 
I am now offering one-on-one coaching, one-on-one inner growth coaching. So if you're interested in working one-on-one with me to heal your relationship with yourself and receive a little bit of support and accountability on your journey, I will drop the link to my one-on-one coaching program in the description and you can check it out, see if it feels aligned and then sign up for a one-on-one call with me. So with all of that said, thank you guys for listening. I'm so grateful for all the support you guys show the podcast and truly like when you leave me a reply or when you message me and tell me what you think about the show, that's what keeps me going because being a content creator sometimes it just feels like I'm speaking out into a void and in receiving feedback and in hearing responses and in knowing if it's helping someone out there, it gives me purpose and it fuels me to continue showing up and it helps me know that a different is being made so yeah i'll see you guys next week with another episode i hope you have an amazing rest of your week and of your day and remember to water yourself i'll chat with you guys soon and bye for now if you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all listen up CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.